Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. All right, and welcome back to Maximize Your Influence. Kurt Mortensen here as we talk about the skills, the tools you need to persuade without detection, to influence without authority, to sell on command. Thanks for being here. Fun to have you. Thanks for your feedback, comments, suggestions, and even jokes. Of course, you can reach me at Kurt, K-O-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Spent my trading time this week in the pharmaceutical world on how to influence up. How do you influence the side? How do you influence down? Those are all different things. When someone's equal to you, when they're above you in the organization, below you in the organization, or not even in your organization, those are different forms of influence. And it's crazy when I train large, I mean, this is a large company, large companies, government institutions. One of the main things I have to remind people is that you're, you're on the same team. Hello, people. Because departments are fighting with other departments, with other organizations, with other countries. Uh, people, same team. Hello. Come on. <laughs> they forget that they're on the same team, especially in government. Like, uh, same team here. Why you guys fight with each other? So remember that in your organizations, whatever you were doing, you're on the same team. So, but sometimes the department against department, it gets kind of crazy. Things are said, fingers are pointed, they are mean people, whatever it is, it happens. So fix it. So let's kick it off with the geeky scholarly article. This is from the Journal of Management, Binghamton University and the University of New York, that people prefer friendliness, trustworthiness, and teammates over competency. Interesting. Now, I'm going to say right here, right now, we all of the above is the best. We want someone that's nice and friendly. They, we trust them. And they're competent. But if we're going to choose competencies at the bottom of the list. So they found that people who are friendly and trustworthy were more likely to be selected for teams than those that were the expert or the most competent. Interesting. And they also mentioned in the article that, you know, we want all of those. But if we had to choose competencies on the bottom. The study says that we assume people are selected for these teams, for these tasks, because of their knowledge, their skills, their ability, which has some truth. They say that people often get picked because the team members feel comfortable with them, and that people are willing to sacrifice a bit of performance to have a positive team experience. It makes me think of my childhood when you're, you know, everyone's standing there and you're choosing the teams, you're choosing sides. Do you choose your friends? Do you choose the best people? Uh, maybe it comes back to our playground experience. But people wouldn't choose you if you were competent, but you didn't like yet. Uh, bottom of the list. So part of this is get to know your coworkers, increase the trust level with them. We've talked about that. Go back to the archives at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. You can find podcasts on all those skills. And since we're there, go there too to take your free Persuasion IQ assessment. Get the new program, 111 Sales Hacks. Three, four-minute videos on tools of persuasion and influence. And send me some feedback. So the bottom line, they said, having a positive reputation for good work goes a long way. 
but so does being a good person. People want to work with those they feel comfortable with. So build the trust, work on your people skills, and of course, we want you to be competent also. All right, let's go to our persuasion blunder. Don't, don't, don't! This happened in Cancun. This happened to me. This is Human Nature 101, where we throw persuasion darts on people. We vomit the 17 reasons they should do things. Or even worse, what we think is cool about a product or a service, we think everybody thinks it's cool. Remember we talked about that consensus bias, that what we think, we think everybody thinks. So if you know anything about me, you've listened to the podcast, I'm a boat person, love boats, love yachts, I just love the water. And where we were staying, there was this timeshare that I was analyzing to see how persuasive they are. I do, I do secret shopping, they sent me out there to see how persuasive their timeshare people were. Now, that's an industry that has a bad reputation. They use a lot of the old-style skills, but, you know, they tend to be very persuasive. We did the presentation. We saw the videos. But this specific timeshare in Cancun on the beach had something unique, a yacht club. That was part of the timeshare that when you bought into this timeshare, you also bought into their yachts. You got a piece of the yacht, just like you get a piece of the beach or a piece of the hotel. And they were throwing their darts... And they got me on the yacht, man. That's all you need. I'm on this yacht. I'm thinking this is pretty cool. I'm even kind of swayed that maybe I should do this, even though I'm just there as a secret shopper. Maybe I should do this. A yacht? Who doesn't want a piece of a yacht? And they keep talking and persuading. And I'm like, a yacht? I get to drive a yacht. And then I ask that question. I'm like, well, do I get to drive this thing? Do I get to drive the, the yacht? They're like, oh, no, that's the best part. Someone else will take out your family and friends. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to do that. You just can enjoy the water and the sunshine and the festivities, whatever those are. He assumed that's what I wanted, that I was concerned that I had to drive. I wanted to drive this thing. I want to get my captain's license. I want to drive the yacht, but he assumed that that would be a negative thing. No, and that just totally blew it for me. I'm like, whatever, why would I do this? I want to drive the thing, but they were all excited that someone else would drive it. Now, I'm sure with insurance and liabilities and letting other people drive it, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, there's a business side to this too, where people are running into things, but uh, we won't go to that piece, but that's what I want to do. I want to drive this thing. They assumed, they didn't ask any questions at that point. The simple question would be, do you want to drive the yacht? And then that would have taken the conversation in two very different directions. So that is the blunder of the week. Which brings us to a listener email. Oh boy! Now remember, when I use your email on the show, you get the gold level of InfluenceUniversity.com for free. Check it out. That's our intense training where every week you get a specific lesson on persuasion, motivation, influence, self-persuasion, persuasive presentations, everything in one spot. All right, this is from Pete from Miami, which by the way, I believe is one of the yacht capitals of the world. So Pete, let me know if you have a yacht, I'll come out and visit you, but you have to let me drive the thing. Okay. <laughs> Pete says, loving the podcast. Thanks, Pete. I've been going through the archives, and my goal is to listen to every podcast. Good luck. We're getting close to 400 here. But hey, I love it. I'm starting to persuade with power, increasing my income. One question for you that I keep getting almost every day. How do I deal with, I need to think about it? Well, Pete, uh, <laughs> there are podcasts on that. You can find those in the archives. But let me just give you a few tips here to help everybody out. I need to think about it. 
Now, most of the time, I'll say 67% of the time, that's a lie. They're just trying to get rid of you. It works most of the time. I need to think about it. Okay. So with that in mind, know that most of the time it is a lie that you have to find out if it is a lie. You're like, well, why do I do that? Well, first of all, you want to agree with them. You want to be cordial. You say, great, I understand that. And they'll kind of just kind of relax a little bit. And then you just come back and say, what exactly are you going to think about? And that's the moment of truth when they say, well, everything. I have to think about everything. Uh, Lying. But if they say, yeah, your warranty, or I'm not sure if this fill in the blank, then you know exactly what they're thinking about. And that's going to help you close them there. Or it's going to help you close them in the future. You're getting valuable information. Great. I understand. That's perfect. I would think about it too. What exactly are you thinking about? will tell you a lot. That's the first piece. The second piece is don't let them. Meaning create agreement up front. Say, look, you know, both our time's valuable. I mean, this is right when you get started. Both our time's of value. This is what we're doing. Here's our agenda. Hey, a no's okay for me today. I either need a yes or no. Is that okay? Can you do that for me today? I'm gonna spend 30 minutes and do this. I just need a yes or no. Which gives them permission to say no, which actually builds a little credibility, a little bond that they can say no, it's okay with you. But you've told them right up front before you got to that point that you need a yes or no. It's like, all right, this is what we need. I need a yes or no. Or whatever objection you're running into, you can get that agreement up front. Because they're not thinking at that moment, I'm going to say, I'm going to think about it at the very end. They're not thinking that, but up front, you're saying, all right, yes or no, give them permission to say no. That actually builds that connection, that credibility. That, Pete's kind of ways I would handle it. So there's a couple different ways to do that so you don't get, I'm going to think about it, which can destroy the persuasion process. Now, if legitimately they need to think about it, they need to run it by somebody, make sure you get a date, a time, you're going to call them back, exactly what needs to happen, and get an agreement at that point that next Friday they're going to give you a decision. Which brings us to our content of the day, what I call verbal packaging. The words that repel people, the words that are anti-suasive, the words that hurt the persuasion process. We don't realize, and this is one of the 12 laws of persuasion maximum influence, is the law of verbal packaging. That every word you use can attract or repel people. These are the common sales persuasion words that destroy your ability to persuade, that give people objections, that trigger that subconscious feeling that it doesn't feel right. I don't think I should do it. I should wait. So let's go over some of these. Let's talk about some of them so you can change your vocabulary. Now, some are obvious, like contract. See, lawyers use contract all day long. It doesn't phase them. But to the average person, that doesn't feel well. Contract, sign the contract. No, no, no. The agreement, the paperwork, not sign here. Can you okay this? Can you autograph the paperwork? Hey, I'm going to sell you today. That's going to cause instant resistance. Hey, when you get involved, well, what's your cancellation policy? Well, let's talk about our right of rescission. Even a lot of companies, the word salesperson, you call up and the reception, you're interested. The receptionist says, okay, let me transfer you to sales. That's enough as the, the trigger. So a lot of the companies I consult with, we kind of change the name to consultant. So instead of a salesperson, you could also be an advisor. Do you get a commission for this? Oh, yeah, there's a fee built in for my services. <laughs> you see the differences there? How much does it cost? Well, let's talk about the investment. So even when they bring up the negative word, you can use a more positive word. Or even you, make sure you're using these better words. Hey, what's your problem? Do you have a problem? No, you're challenged. Hey, what's your objection? Hey, you have any concerns here? You see the differences there? 
Well, aren't you guys the cheapest? Sure, we're the most economical. Aren't you the most expensive? Yes, we are top of the line. <laughs> See what we're doing here? <laughs> don't say service charge, say processing fee. You don't fire somebody, you downsize them. You don't send a bill, you send an invoice. You don't give a pitch, it's your presentation. I even saw a study where changing the word repair to fix had a 20% bump in response. That's why when you go to a nice steak restaurant and ask them about their different, you know, the filet mignon versus the ribeye, and well, the ribeye is a little more marbled, right? It's not fatty, it's marbled. In fact, they did a study with hamburgers, the same batch of hamburger. They were testing it out for quality in the first group. Hey, test this out. It's 25% fat, okay? The second group, it's 75% lean. It matters. Every word you use can attract or repel people. Even with your kids, don't say, oh, we're having leftovers. It's vintage cuisine. Come on, we can use this in every aspect of our life. The market doesn't crash anymore. There's a correction. Don't say, let's set an appointment. Appointment, oh, long doctor, no, wait. Time to visit. Drop by. Even in sales copy, people don't want to learn new things. They want to discover. Don't say, oh, let me tell you something. Let me reveal. Let's talk about the down payment. No, initial investment. Today I'm going to persuade you. No, today you will discover. We don't use the words like if. That's not as persuasive as when. Try is not as persuasive as will. Could is not as persuasive as can. Yeah, I hope it works. No, I guarantee it works. Let me give you the information. No, no, the research shows. Let me give you the facts. That word is a power word. Use the word facts. Furthermore, no, because. Talk about a word we've talked a lot on the show is the word because. What do the studies show? That's a subconscious trigger word that you're giving the brain a reason why. We need to know why. Because, even if it's not even a good reason why it works. So Dr. Langer, she's from Harvard. She looks at word and word choice especially in the legal profession, because lawyers go to court just to find out what words they can and cannot use. Was it a riot? Was it civil disorder? Are they an illegal alien? Undocumented worker? Is it a fetus? Is it an unborn child? It matters the word they use. So she did an interesting study on the word because. So she goes to the library at Harvard to try to cut in line with the photocopier. And she's waiting until there's about, you know, four or five people. She tries to cut in line and sees what words pull better or more persuasive. And the first time around, she's all, excuse me, may I cut in line? I'm in a rush. You know, and 60% let her in. That's pretty good. Then she used the magic word, the word because. Hey, excuse me, I cut in line because I'm in a rush. 94% let her in. That's a serious bump from 60% to 94%. But here's where it gets crazy. The third time around, she says, excuse me, I cut in line because I need to make some copies. Well, duh, why else would she be there? But it didn't even change. It went from 94% to 93%, and she was there making copies. Now, the students were probably like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm making copies too, but she was already making the copies. Just saying, it is a power word. So you got to be descriptive. You got to paint the picture with what you're doing. Words like, hey, just imagine, you know, trigger that. Think back. Imagine being able to. Bottom line, we've talked about it before, that if your prospect can't see themselves doing it, they're not going to do it. So use some of those visual words. One of the things you're going to love. Hey, listen to this. Most people have found, wow, that's a social validation word where you're just planting a seed that four out of five dentists, hey, most people. The good news is, it's all about how you ask. Hey, what's your phone number? No. What's the best number to contact you? 
right? Don't give that option for a no. Or you have those embedded commands if you studied NLP. By now you realize. Do you get that embedded command? Buy right now. By now you realize. Or you, like me, <laughs> I love that one, right? And it's all below the radar. Here's a word you want to take out of your vocabulary, the word but. Now you could strategically use it. I mean, guys, you know when you say, you look great tonight, dear, but you're sleeping on the couch, it negates everything in front of it. So strategically, if you said something like, well, they're a great company, but you could use that. But usually it's negating everything you've already said at that point. Use and instead of but. And that's one I bet most of you are doing that you can work on right now. And I hear things like, well, we're going to throw this in. Well, that's what you do to the trash. Why are you throwing it in? No, just say that it's included. Put value to it. Don't just throw it in. Again, that's what you do with trash. But we have these words in our vocabulary that just aren't very persuasive. Hey, trust me on this one. Really? Now, honestly speaking, well, you weren't honest before. You weren't trustworthy before. We hear that all the time. Well, to tell you the truth, what, were you lying before? <laughs> And I know you probably weren't, but that's kind of a little subconscious thing. Like, what are you talking about? And that's what I hear all the time. Well, to tell you the truth. Well, okay, liar. What? what? <laughs> that's not something you want to say. Or, well, you probably wouldn't understand that. Those are the policies. No, no, no. Are you right here? Oh, well, you wouldn't understand. Really? You're saying that? In a situation like that, when they ask a question, you've already explained it. Say, oh, my apologies. I should explain that better. Take ownership, number one. Number two, put it on you. Because when you bruise someone's ego like that, that esteem, law of esteem, that's another one of the 12 laws we need to get into. When you bruise someone's esteem, it closes the doors to influence persuasion and hurts your connection. It's just the reality. And you've got great ones like, what keeps you up at night? Now, it's great, but it's abused and overused. I don't like it anymore because <laughs> it's been so abused. It used to be a great one. Maybe you need to change it up to, well, what is your greatest challenge? What's the one thing you need to fix? Or you hear things like, well, obviously, well, that's very condescending. You don't want to say something like that. I just, I don't even have a replacement for that one. Just don't say that one. Even in, instead of calling them customers, call them clients. There's a better thing. Instead of giving advice, give feedback. Hey, why don't you calm down? Really? You're saying that? I can see that you're passionate about that. You see the difference between those? I don't even like, I don't know. Well, there's a time and place for that. Just say, let me find out. <laughs> well, actually... No one wants to be corrected. That's up there with obviously, just, just don't say it. Is now a good time? Don't give them a, a room to say no. I'm glad I am caught you. It's going to be good to speak to you. Change it up. Or another one, if you've heard way too many, I'm just checking in. Uh, okay. Maybe it's something like, I just want to get back to you on our conversation last week. Think about the words you use. Again, I call it verbal packaging, one of the 12 laws. In fact, the research also shows that simple words are more persuasive than complex words. Instead of annually, every year. Instead of assistance, help. Instead of cultivate, grow. Instead of accomplish, did. Instead of utilize, used. Instead of primary, say first. Instead of respond, answer. You see what we're doing here? So think about the words that you're using. Don't use those weasel words. Like weasel words? Yeah, a weasel sneaks into a chicken coop, finds an egg, sucks everything out of the egg, and leaves the empty, hollow egg there. That's a weasel word. Helps may, possibly. Up to almost, approximately, hopefully might, 
could are all weasel words that are not very persuasive. So think about it. What words are you using that don't phase you that are causing the subconscious trigger, that uneasiness in your prospect? Are you being too complex? Are you using too many acronyms? Remember, a confused mind says no. Are you using old, outdated sales phrases? Or are you just using words that just don't trigger very well? Let me give you a final example here. Two moms get together all excited and they created a daycare. What are we going to call it? They think about it and they are being very creative here. And they came up with the other mother daycare. Oh man, that's creative. It's got a good flow to it. Doesn't work. Hello, the other mother. It's already hard enough to drop off your kid to another mother. I'm the mother. Hello. And it did not work. Or the cigarette company, they're all excited. They're going to make a horoscope cigarette. It's going to change up every month until they realize one of the months would be up cancer. Yeah, probably not good on cigarettes. Just saying, same reason there's no more used cars, they're pre-owned. The same reason Kentucky Fried Chicken changed their name, because of the word fried, they're now KFC. Every word matters. So thanks for being here. Tell your family, friends, and enemies about the podcast. Hit like, hit subscribe, give me some feedback, give me a testimonial, appreciate all of those. We're under Maximize Your Influence on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. But think about the words you're using, how you're packaging those words. What words you're using are repelling your prospect and you don't even know it. So pick a couple words that you can change, you can adjust this week and see the difference with your prospects. Become a better negotiator and go out and persuade with power.